Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I'm back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about forgiving our debtors. Yes, this is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with, as I believe you may want to take some notes today. So when I was thinking about this topic, forgiving our debtors, this is something that's very important in the Christian practice, that if you are a believer, a follower, a disciple of Christ, you and I both know that we must forgive. And we forgive simply because God tells us to do so, but the joy and the benefit that comes from this because it allows you to stay free. And that's the key. You need to stay free and let the debt be forgiven. But not many people can do this because I would say that a lot of people are carnal minded. And we know that when we are carnal minded, we're not spiritually minded. And so today I want to make and take a desperate attempt and try to help you to understand this principle of forgiving our debtors, because the Bible talks about this. Jesus talked about this. And again, we understand and know we should do something, but it's very difficult to practice because we're trying to get a feeling of forgiveness. And that's the carnal mind. You can't feel your way into this. You've got to do it and do it by faith and trust that God is backing you. And I'm telling you, there's nothing like freedom. And I've said to myself, I've said to my congregants, friends, family, those that know me, I say, hey, listen, we only have a short amount of time on this planet compared to spending eternally with God. And so I don't want to be bound up. I don't want sickness and disease to take me out. I don't have any statistics to bear this out, but I do believe that disease and sickness and frustration, all of this stuff could be tied to an unforgiving heart. Because we were not meant to carry the weight of things. When people do things to us, whether it's willingly or they didn't mean to do it or whatever the case may be, I'm just not going to allow people to live inside of me rent free. And yes, we feel some kind of way. Yes, we are frustrated. We are angry because there's no hurt like the hurt of a best friend or a spouse or a child. Here's what I want you to know and understand. God would never tell us to do this if he didn't give us the power to do it. So understanding this biblical principle, I do believe is key for you to live in freedom and release people when they do something that you didn't like. Because the reality is you do things that people don't like. And it's amazing how hypocritical we can be when we do something to someone else but we are not able to extend, amen, the same thing when someone does something to us. So it's so important that we really understand and we really walk in faith and we walk in love, man, and we walk in the spirit so that we can fulfill the assignment 
on our life. Now, even though we talk frequently about forgiveness, most of us find it hard and difficult to practice this. What does it really mean to forgive? Since doing this is so central to the healing process, we should certainly know how to operate in this principle. Now, forgiveness is often defined as letting go of past hurts or changing one's attitude towards another. But how do we do it? How do we let go? I've been in church seemingly forever. And many times preachers and teachers of the gospel, they kind of skirt the issue. They talk about the importance of doing it, but they don't necessarily all the time say how to do it. So I'm not going to take all this time today and tell you how to do it because I think at the end of the day, everyone is different. But what we have to understand, we have to make the effort to obey God and do what he said. Sure, I could give you point one, point two, point three, point four, but the reality is we got to put a double watch around our heart and not take ourselves so seriously. Because again, you got to remember that the same thing you want from others, you need to extend yourself. So I think it's so important. And the scripture talks about in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, the NIV says, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. I'm going to read that to you again. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. See the principle? I want God to forgive me of my debts, so I've got to release others of the things that they've done to me. Now, when we have unforgiveness in our heart towards people, we are holding that person in debt. And I don't know if you didn't, I don't know if you looked at it this way, but it is true. Thus, we are truly forgiven or we truly forgive when we proclaim, I've canceled your debt. You don't owe me anything any longer. So many of us give evidence to our unforgiveness without even knowing what we're saying, because we'll say, I deserve an apology. I deserve for you to say sorry to me. You know what you did. Let's not pretend. And so we'll say these things. But if we are truly forgiven, even the debt of an apology is removed. When someone is in debt to us through unforgiveness, our heart records what that person owes us. But not only does that happen, what is owed gets stored in our hearts. So do the hurts and the negative messages associated with that debt. These don't go away until the debt is fully paid. I'm going to say that again. These things don't go away until the debt is fully paid. So let me illustrate this and maybe this will help you. A father promises his son he will leave work early to take his boy to a baseball game. And after school, the boy excitedly waits by the front door for dad and dad never shows up. Dad never calls. He never lets him know he's going to be late. He just doesn't come through. So the boy is terribly disappointed, especially because he told all of his friends about the trip. Now, when dad comes home, he fails to acknowledge his son's hurt. He brushes off the subject, and so the son feels rejected, and the message is written in his heart, I'm not important. I don't matter. Since this isn't dad's first offense, because he's done this before, the son is likely to be tempted to build up resentment 
and unforgiveness towards his father. In his heart, the unforgiveness says, dad owes me to keep his promise and to admit that he did me wrong because the son now holds his father in debt to himself. The event, the feelings, and the messages are stored in his heart. Watch this. They never go away until there is forgiveness. I'm going to say that to you again. It never goes away until there is a forgiveness. And that's the problem that I see in the body of Christ. We seem to think because we don't deal with things that it's gone. But all it takes is something else to happen and it just pokes at that same wound and it reopens. So time goes on and this is an unresolved issue and now it's buried with similar ones. It's forgotten, but it's still there. And later in life, the son finds himself overreacting when people don't come through on their promises. Have you been there? Have you been down that street before? And especially they got anger, they got rage, they're dealing with depression and all kinds of things. But why? Because the feelings and the messages are still as strong and alive as it was when that kid was a child, but now he's a grown man. And that's the reality of what we're dealing with when we don't understand forgiving people of their debts. We want God to forgive us, but we find it difficult forgiving other people. And I know this all too well as a pastor and counseling people and trying to help them, trying to help them figure things out in their life. And I'll ask them, are you dealing with unforgiveness, especially when, they, when they're sick, recurring financial problems keep coming up? We think just going to get another job is going to fix that problem, but it's a deeper issue. A lot of the stuff that we deal with is unresolved things in our childhood, things that mom did, things that dad did, and they didn't apologize. Should they have? Sure. Because one of the things that when I grew up, your parents just got on you and they told you to deal with it. You know, hey, I'm the adult. Do as I say. Not as I do. But when we watch these things, we cannot say that this stuff doesn't bother us because it does. Because kids become adults. And what happens is they're carrying this stuff. They never let it go. It hurt them deeply. And so as parents, we should acknowledge when we do something to our kids, we should apologize because we are teaching them what is important. It's not so much all the time, you know, yes, we should say the right things, but we got to do the right things because kids watch, they model what they see. And so we see a lot of this stemming up from childhood. It was never dealt with. And now you got a grown person trapped in his body. He's frustrated. She's frustrated. He's upset. She's upset. And now she looks at everybody the way she looked at her father because father never apologized. Mother never apologized. They never said anything that they did that was wrong. So in their mind, they don't matter. And then when that person gets married, something that the spouse did, their heart is not free. They didn't release mom. They didn't release dad. So even though you're married to a grown woman, a grown man, there's still a child trapped in that situation that happened 30 years ago. I'm telling you, man, this stuff is real, but we've got to learn as believers to let this go. Now it's different. If you're a grown up and you listen to me and you're not a Christian, you're not a follower of Christ, this may not make any sense to you. But the wonderful thing about receiving Christ in 
in your life is that you will have to, at some point, if you forgiving this person, you got to forgive that other person too, especially if you want to be forgiven by God. That's the principle. That's how it goes. And so I want to always release people and let them go. Another side of this, a lot of the things that are going on in a lot of people's lives is the person that they can't find the time or the ability to let go is because they're dead. What are you going to do with a dead person? They're never going to come back and tell you they're sorry. They're never going to come back and tell you they're messed up. But you can be holding dead people, people that did you wrong 20 years ago, five years ago, four months ago, three weeks ago, and they're dead. You got to release them. You'd be surprised at the people that are carrying around relationships that are gone. When I say gone, gone physically. They're never coming back. And when they talk about that person, they get upset, they get enraged, they start crying, they get emotional, they shut down. I'm telling you, this stuff is really killing people in the body of Christ. This is why people are dying before their time. You got a lot of people in unforgiveness. And again, I hate to be redundant, but I got to say it again. You did things to people. You said you were going to do something and you didn't do it. And hey, we want people to forgive us for our offense, but you got to forgive them of theirs. And forgiving people of their debts says, I know I'm going to mess up. I know I'm going to blow it. But we don't think about that in the middle of the situation we're dealing with. We don't think about the stuff that we probably will do in the future. We don't think about that. And so I want you to take some time and think about it today. Could it be that things, the blessings of God are not flowing in your life because your heart is still hardened by a parent, by a grandparent, by a school teacher, by somebody you looked up to? Maybe it's a spouse. I don't know. Maybe it's somebody random on the street that did something to you. And so you like, man, I can't forgive what you'd be surprised, man, of the people that folks don't even know. You holding that against them? People make mistakes. Now, you may say, Pastor, you don't know what they did to me. And I get it. I don't know. But here's what I know. I know what they're doing to you. I know what it has done to you. I know how it has changed you. You're not the same person. Your family members have said it. People you know have said it. What they did to you changed you. And see, before we start talking about what we deserve, the reality is God has given us the ability to deserve freedom because he paid for it. He said, whom the son set free is free indeed. And so we don't need to be carrying this stuff, man. We have to let this go, deal with it today, or it is going to deal with you. And in those unforgiving areas of your heart, we are not holding someone in debt to us, but we are also unable to receive what we really need in each area, which is affirmation, love, positive words and comfort. Whatever is owed us, rather than receive positive messages, our heart is more likely to receive messages in line with the negative ones written there through unforgiveness. In these areas, our heart becomes closed to the Lord and others around us. I'm telling you, people's hearts have become closed. The Bible talks about how the love of many will wax cold, 
frigid sub-degree temperatures. This is what's going on right now because people don't practice forgiving. They don't practice forgiving uh, others' debts and the things that they have done. So they would rather hold on to something than let it go. It doesn't make any sense. Think of it as a closed fist. In unforgiveness, it is as if we are shaking our fist at the one who owes us, demanding to receive, yet holding tightly to the very pain we want to get rid of. We are unable to receive the very thing that we demand because our hand is not open. When the Lord wants to come and pour his love, his power, his anointing, his healing into our hurt, we are unable to receive the very thing we long for. We can only receive a small portion of his love because through unforgiveness, we are still waiting for those who hurt us to pay up, to come through. You know what you did. It is as if we are saying to the Lord, no, that's okay. I'm waiting for so-and-so. He owes me. Who would do that? But it's something when you are in pain, you can't see what God wants to do for you. And that's the thing that the enemy laughs at. He just says, I'm just going to keep you in a delusional place so you can't even see your own issue. And then you can't even see what's waiting for you. And a lot of people won't let go of the pain because they don't believe there can be anything that can remedy it. But I want to tell you over 2000 years ago, Jesus did that when he died on the cross. He released you so that you could release others. Let it go. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. First words of this verse describes our part. It is our job to confess or admit our sin. The rest describes the Lord's part. His job is to cleanse us of our unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, and hatred, and he will do it. We must simply admit these sins and make a choice to cancel someone else's debt through forgiveness. When we do, the Lord will heal us, removing the pain and the negative messages in our heart. And that's the power of the soul. It's amazing that that soul takes a snapshot of everything that happened in your life, be it good or bad. We love the good, but when the bad happens, we just can't deal with it. We don't know how to receive things from the Lord because unforgiveness is there. This is why marriages fall apart. Business relationships fall apart. Best friends are no longer best friends because we have not practiced unforgiveness. I was telling my church when I was preaching to them a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about being converted versus discipleship. And the reality is that people got saved on Sunday, but they didn't come back to church anymore. So they're saved. They're going to heaven. We thank God for it, but they don't know how to live on the earth because they haven't practiced following the Lord. They haven't practiced these tenets of faith. And you may be one of the people that said, I'm a convert. I gave my life to the Lord 15, 20 years ago but you haven't been to church. Now again, church doesn't make you saved, but the reality is you gotta be discipled somewhere and that's what the church is for. That's what the house of God is for, that we can come there 
not perfect, but we can learn how to follow Christ. If you continue in my word, the Bible says, you are my disciples indeed. We must continue in the word of God. It's not good enough just to say I'm saved and I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to die today. So even if I give my life to the Lord today, I still got a lot of life to live. I got to learn how to do things the way Jesus would do it. And he said, go and make disciples, not converts. So people need to be discipled. And again, one of the practices and the tenets of faith is forgiving our debtors. The disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And in that prayer, he talked about this. Out of all the things that the disciples saw, one of the things that they saw in Jesus's life was his ability to pray and forgive and release those of the things that they did. Man, trust me, I don't care what you've been through. You have not gone through one iota that the Lord did. You haven't gone through one scintilla that the Lord went through. He went through so many. We talking about somebody who had no sin, who knew no sin and was mistreated by people, mistreated by people that he created. Come on now. You can't let that go. And again, you may say, well, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what you did to God. He nailed all of your sin on the cross so that you could be free. And I get it. I don't want you to think I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't want you to think I've never been through things that people didn't do me wrong. They did. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to allow anything that somebody is doing to me to stop me from releasing them. It ain't that important. It's not that deep. And this is why when it comes to relationships, you need to be seeking God who you need to be getting in relationships with. You need to be talking to the Lord about business partners and arrangements. Could it be that some of the things that we're dealing with is because we didn't see God. We didn't talk to him about those relationships and we got hurt. We got destroyed. We lost money. Financially, we went into bankruptcy. And we say, man, I can't let it go. Because look at what you did to my life. You shaved off 15, 20, 30, 40 years off of my life. I can't even get back my teenage years 20 years ago based upon what a person did to you. I get it. I understand it. I empathize with you. But I want to tell you something. Is God still on the throne? Is his promises yea and amen? Is he still going to do what he said? Sure he will, but it's difficult when you are holding on, when you let it go, when you release them from your heart, then God can pour into you the oil and the wine and the strength and the power to get back up again. And through those trials and tribulations, you get wisdom, you get understanding. I've talked to people, once they release that forgiveness, they said, man, I wish I had done it sooner. And then you got people on their deathbed. I said to my church the other week, I said, listen, when I've been at a bedside of people, when they were about to die, they ain't talk about that stuff. They talked about the regrets they had. They wasn't talking about no houses and cars and Gucci bags and Prada bags and sports cars. Nobody's talking about that when the end is near. They're talking about family. They're talking about relationships. They're talking about things that matter. They're talking about the times that they wish they had forgiven and let go. Maybe they wouldn't have been in this situation, but it's too late for many of them. But you're breathing, you're alive, and you're holding on to a hurt. You're holding on to a pain. 
You're holding on to something someone did. And I'm saying to you, you'll never get the feeling. I wake up today, oh, I feel like there is no feeling of forgiveness. You got to do it by faith. You got to trust God's word and trust that if you do your part, he most certainly will do his part. And when you do, you'll really begin to see things happen in your life like never before. Let me pray for you. Father, I lift up my brother, my sister, those that are watching, listening to this show today, and they are dealing with so many things in their heart. And they say, Lord, I'm just hurting. I'm wounded. I'm broken. I want to forgive. I don't know how to. But Father, I thank you that there's an anointing, that there's a grace, that if they can make the decision, you will hold their hand and help them to release that person. And Father, I thank you today that the healing balm of Gilead, as they begin to release them and let them go, you're going to pour in them the healing power of God and release them from certain things that they're carrying, certain signs and symptoms and things that the doctors cannot find. Lord, we know is somewhere connected to them having a closed fist and a hardened heart. But by the power of the anointing, we break every hardened heart. We break every spirit of anger and resentment and bitterness, and we release them from it right now in the name of Jesus. They got so much life to live by faith. I pray right now that they release it, they release them and let it go. And you're going to fill them with heaven's best. You're going to do what you said, but it's something about your word, God. You cannot give broken people a blessing because all they will do is just hurt somebody with it. So God, I thank you that time is ticking right now, but Lord, by the power of your word, by what you already said in your word, that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We take you at your word. We declare and decree that we are free. What mama did, we let her go. What father did, we let him go. What a spouse did, we let them go. What a coworker said, what they did, we let them go. They meant it for evil, but God, you meant it for good. And we give you praise and we give you thanks that we could come to you because you're the only one that can forgive sins. You're the only one that can mend broken hearts. You're the only one that can make us whiter than snow. And we thank you now and we praise you in Jesus name. Amen. And thank God. Listen, that's all that I have for you today, but I pray that this little short time that we've had together has helped you immensely about forgiving our debtors, releasing those that have hurt us. I pray this blessed you. If it did, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Drop me a line right now and let me know that this show has blessed your life. I have a website. You can go there at thomasadeloach.com. On the homepage, there's a subscriber box. Put your email there and click the send button and I will send you a free PDF helping you in your walk with God. And if you're on my emailing list, I will send you a newsletter once a month to empower you in the things of God. And finally, on that same website, thomasadeloach.com, if you want to be a financial partner, you've been listening to me maybe for weeks, for months, maybe this is your first time listening, 
You say, I really like what this man is saying and I want to financially partner with him so these shows can continue to go forth as he is helping people to be empowered by the word of God. Go to that website, thomasadeloach.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom of the screen. You will see a donation tab. Click it. No dollar amount is too big or too small. And everything that you give goes for the production of this show. It's not free. We have to pay people to do these things. But if you being blessed and you say, hey, man, I just want to sow and encourage you, Pastor Deloach, to continue to do this. Trust me, it will mean the world to me and I will appreciate your future giving. And we thank God for you. I'm praying for you. Always believing God's best for you. Forgive your debtors and let it go so you can see a press down, shaking together, running over blessing that God has for your life. And until next time, be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at thomasadeloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered. empowered.